Welcome to this Steady Hand podcast. I'm Tom Bradley, and today we're going to talk to Christine Montgomery from Edinburgh Partners. Uh, Christine manages our global equity fund, has been in North America for a grinding almost week, um, Chicago, San Francisco, Tacoma, and finishing up in Vancouver, where she did an event for us last night, visiting with clients and uh, and other interested investors and uh, some, some other things today. So, um, Christine, we kind of caught you at the end of a, a tough week, but uh, both of us are going to be real energetic here and talk a little bit about the Global Equity Fund. Great. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christine, uh, I think what we should do is start off and talk about performance. Our clients are going to want to hear about that, and I think uh, it has been obviously a very eventful year in, in markets all around the world. Uh, the global returns have been quite poor. Uh, partly because of the markets, partly because of the Canadian dollar affecting our our returns here in Canada. But it's also been a tough year for uh, for Edinburgh Partners. I think you guys have struggled a little bit. You've been very open uh, about that. So let's just talk, maybe give us a flavor for what uh, how the year played out for uh, for your firm. Yes, well, 2007 was definitely a very difficult year for us. Um, and because I started in the firm in 2007, I'm just hoping no one blames me personally for what's been going on in, in world markets and in your portfolio. Um, when we look back at the year, there's a couple of reasons why we, we didn't beat the index in 2007, partly because of things we owned, partly because of things we didn't own. Um, if we start with things that we didn't own, we've had a really high conviction call on emerging markets. We've believed that they've been overvalued for some time. And so we didn't really have that much exposure, direct exposure to emerging market equities last year or to resource stocks for exactly the same reason. So that really did hurt as they, as they kept motoring up. But, you know, it's, we're beginning to see those markets pull back. So that conviction is really beginning to, um, we're beginning to get some reward for that and beginning to see some value there. Um, the other area where we, we got hit on the performance was um, in the financials area, and that was because of the stocks we owned. And that's um, you know, been a really difficult area of the market for us, for us to analyze and invest in. The one thing we're certain about in the financials is that this is the cheapest area of the market. This is where the greatest value lies. Um, the, the difficulty we have is that it's also the area where there's just the greatest risk. But given how, um, how the financial stocks have performed through the second half of 07 into 08, they really are looking pretty beaten up now. So again, it's a, it's a high conviction holding in the, in the portfolio to have those financial stocks there. And we think that uh, you know, for 2008, given their positioning, their, their relative valuation, they could be the surprise outperformers for 2008. But um, we're still we're still a little bit cautious on them, and that's why you'll see quite small positions in a, in a number of the financial names, positions we'd really like to be be adding to through this year. I think it was an interesting year too, Christine, because uh, you saw it coming um, in previous conversations with you and uh, and your partners. Uh, you were very cautious towards the U.S. consumer and how that was going to impact your portfolio. Um, there were some sectors that uh, maybe we can talk about that, uh, and I certainly in my 25 years would have thought would be pretty defensive, but uh, it hasn't played out that way. Yes, it's something that pretty much all of our clients are saying to us. You, you saw it coming, you got it right, why haven't you outperformed? Um, and it's, 
Yeah, it's, it's been a surprise to us that those defensive sectors like pharmaceuticals and um, in 2008 telecoms haven't really given us the, the, um, the safety that we expected. We're sticking with that defensive core in the portfolio because we do believe um, that those stocks offer us very strong balance sheets, strong cash flow, and that will translate into either share buybacks or higher dividends through 2008. And in this kind of a market, that's you know you're going to you're going to do well by holding yield stocks or by holding those more defensive stocks. But um, certainly, we've been a bit surprised that we haven't had a, a better run because of that that core positioning. And we've also had um, quite high cash in the portfolio, which should have been given us, giving us some protection. But uh, overall, yeah, a bit, a bit disappointing. Well, we've talked about the financials in, in looking back, and uh, you've mentioned uh, that you're going to be adding there at, at, at some point, make those bigger positions. Other sectors, other areas of the world, are you? Um, we certainly sense from this trip that you're more optimistic than you've been uh, in previous conversations. Um, what are you finding or where are you looking these days? Well, we're, we're kind of looking for those spots where we're, we're light in the portfolio. So Asia is the, um, the obvious area where we've been underweight, the emerging markets, but also Japan. And we're really getting quite excited about some of the investment opportunities we think are, are beginning to emerge from those markets. Um, in Japan, we think that the area of process engineering, that kind of high-value-added machinery um, export area will be very, very interesting through the rest of this year and next year. The thing that's um, that's making us confident about that call is what we're seeing in China, where they, they really are determined to move up the value chain. The Chinese government's not happy to be known as a, kind of the, the main polluter of the world, the main employer of cheap labour. They really, they really understand the importance of getting up the value chain and improving their, um, their corporate environment. So we think that uh, Japanese export companies will have opportunities to, um, to sell into that, that Chinese strength. The other area where we're finding huge, um, huge amount of opportunities is actually in China itself. Um, there's no doubt we've, we've held the view for quite some time that global growth will slow and that will impact Chinese growth. But there's absolutely no doubt when you go and visit China that there's a very strong domestic consumption story which has been supported by you know, the strength of the fiscal position of the government that they are able to subsidise things like the oil price to keep the growth, um, growth going. So we think there's a good, strong domestic consumption story there and really beginning to home in on some stocks which look very, very interesting. Um, so, you know, if just Sandy, um, Sandy Nuren, CEO, has just come back from a trip. He spent a week um, in, starting in Beijing and then travelling around. And uh, you know, he met with uh, a company which has just been bought into your portfolio in the last couple of weeks, LDK Solar, which is um, a, a manufacturer of solar wafers which go um, go into the solar panels that are then put on the roofs to save on the energy bills. Um, and they've come from nowhere to being the third largest uh, manufacturer in the world in, in three years. And that's the sort of company you just don't find by um, grinding through databases. Um, it's a mid-cap company, around about $4 billion US dollars. It floated last year, so it's got a very short history. And it's just difficult to really grasp 
the the potential growth in a company like that without going and talking to them and, and seeing what they're doing. And with a company like that, they're going to double their revenues this year, next year, and the year after. So we're looking at 100% growth in, in revenue and, and actually a higher growth in earnings as they gain scale. And that's, you know, that's just an incredible investment opportunity um, compared to some of the, the com- other companies we've looked at recently. So very, very exciting opportunities in China. And we've packed our bags and got our visas organized and, and basically hitting the road to try and find more of these companies. So it sounds like we're very early stages in shifting from, I think you used the expression last night at our presentation, from defense to offense, but uh, I don't think we see that yet in the portfolio. Is that fair? Yeah, so it's very fair, and it's it's just going to be slow uh, because of the way we're looking for these stocks. We're not, um, you know, we're not we're not sitting in our office in Edinburgh doing a couple of weeks' work, and um, and it's done. We're really having to go out and, and meet with these managements, go to the plants they're investing our money in, um, go to the shops where they're selling their produce, and uh, you know, really check out what's happening on the ground. But we definitely are seeing more of these opportunities appearing on the on the radar screen. What I would expect to see uh, through the second half of the year is that we continue to build up the financial positions, and you'll see us adding um, to the emerging market names as we find we find good stocks to buy into the portfolio. But you know, as you say, early stages. Well, that's great, Christine. I think that's um, a good update. Uh, as, as our clients know, we've fully reported on the, the portfolio and in the reports and on the blog and uh, encourage all our listeners to, uh, to continue to follow it there. But uh, that gives us a fresh outlook. Now, the last time we talked, we sort of wrapped up with some short snappers. And uh, I asked you uh, what the greatest, uh, Scotland's greatest export was, and you said Sean Connery. But I wonder, uh, as you head back to your to your daughter, um, what are the uh, things we're exporting to Scotland? I think you usually come with a long list, don't you? Yeah, so uh, as you know, my daughter um, is a great fan of North American clothing. So she always has an, an Abercrombie wish list on her computer. And before I, before I pack my bag, I'm given the print off of her of her wish list so I have fulfilled uh, my duties as a mother and um, completed the shopping I, I found a wonderful shopping mall which not only had Abercrombie but it had Abercrombie in Kent and Holster and American Eagle and I have spent her her clothes allocation um, her clothes budget I think we're probably up to her November budget <laughs> allocation now <laughs> so she'll just have to go without clothes in the winter <laughs> All the challenges of being a global investment investor. So, Christine, thanks again for, for not only coming and seeing us in Vancouver, but doing this podcast, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks uh, very much for listening, and uh, we encourage you to uh, continue to follow our blog at steadyhand.com and listen to future podcasts. Thank you.